From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, friends, it's just a little bit past seven, about five minutes or so, and uh, glad to have you with us. If you've made it this far, uh, raise a glass. You've made it to the weekend, and we're going to try to help you uh, get through it as best you can. Uh, you are you are listening to Radio Night Live. I'm Kevin McCullough. She is Christine Nicholas. Hello, Lady Christine. Hello, Kevin McCullough. Good to be with you again on this Friday. Um, and it's going of- into this weekend that I always kind of approach with... I don't know, great reverence and sobriety, but also sometimes a little bit of frustration because I feel like uh, every year that goes by, I feel like the kind of impact. Well, you you know this because you lost your dad this year, but but mm. when you lose someone who's close to you and the immediate aftermath, it's like it's very, very on top of you. It's all you can think about for for like ever. Yeah. And. I did 18 hours that day on air, just trying to give people information and help keeping them calm and everything else. And we did some production pieces and we we, we pulled stuff together and it's like the creative juices were unleashed to try to help our world process a moment. And every year since, I feel like that the world just cares a little bit less and a little bit less each year. And it's it's disappointing to me because I feel like it was a seminal kind of instant where we needed to take an assessment as a nation and say what are we going to what are we going to be how are we going to respond mm-hmm. and i feel like nobody even cares anymore i'm probably overstating it but that's that's my no, I, I think you're look i think you're correct kevin and keep in mind that this happened you know 22 years ago so when you look at our population you know probably a quarter of our population to a third they weren't even born yet so they may know about it but it was um, it, it's it's not part of their, their psyche. Uh, psyche. You know, like as we were growing up, our parents always knew where they were when Kennedy was shot, right? They knew it, they could relive it. It was like they bring themselves right back to that moment. For us, it's 9-11, right? But our kids, you know, the next generation, they don't have that. But what I will say, because the Gary Sinise Foundation, uh, who we had Gary Sinise on last September 11th um, for all of the great work that they're doing because they um, help veterans who are 9-11 veterans because he was so moved by 9-11 and he was also on Broadway just weeks before that. Um, And uh, so they have uh, started to um, focus on students. They always always have focused on students learning about um, World War II veterans. Um, but now, and then also Vietnam veterans, so they pair the kids up with these veterans. Um, they're starting to do this with the 9-11 memorial. So they had a group of students, high school kids in um, from Long Island, and they hosted them at a day at the 9-11 Museum downtown. And these are kids that are 16, 17, yet they were able to see the destruction. They were able to really understand what their parents know and what they were talking about all their lives that they heard 9-11 9-11 so um and then they also brought a group of of kids to shanksville and this is something very important you know not only for um you know those kids but the families that had to live through 9-11 firsthand knowing that there's an educational component to this so that we never forget Right. So I want to give a shout out to the Gary Sinise Foundation for doing that. And and also, if you recall, uh, last we also had Paulie Veneto. Um, remember Paulie's push? I think that was, was the first year we were together. First year but together. Yeah. Right. So the guy this that pushed his uh, flight attendant, flight attendant. Heart. 
Yeah. Yeah. He was the flight attendant who was supposed to be on uh, flight 93 out of Boston, and he switched at the last minute with a buddy um, who asked to switch. And so he carries that guilt around with him. So last year, he pushed his flight attendant's cart from Boston to the World Trade Center this year, he is currently en route to Shanksville. So he is doing his bit, uh, mile by mile, step by step, of educating people along the way that we cannot forget. We can't, we really can't. And we're gonna get into some very interesting conversation with our guests tonight. And I know that um, Commissioner Van Esso will have some perspective on this. He was fire commissioner on 9-11 and, you know, but I think when you look at, just take yesterday's statement by the mayor in terms of his frustration with the migrant issue and compare that to how vigilant we wanted to be following 9-11 in terms of understanding who was coming into the country and why they were here because all 19 of those guys got into the country, overstayed visas, got enrolled at flight schools, did they, they, they worked the system to perfection to hurt us with it. Absolutely. You know, and that's why education is such a key component of this. Um, I would also, you know, urge all of our listeners, if they can, maybe not in the next couple of days because it really is full with families, but do go down to um, Ground Zero. Go see those reflecting pools. Um, go to the 9-11 Museum. It really um, is eye-opening, you know, uh, and you learn so much about the lives that were lost and the heroics that went into it, and also how, how we could have prevented this, perhaps. Um, and then for those that may not have a direct connection or so, um, or maybe they think it's too sad, 9-11 can also be a day of service um, or maybe a reason to celebrate those that have um, done so much for so many, like Tuesday's Children, which started out with the children of 9-11, but of course they've moved on and they're helping children of all terrorist uh, you know, incidents or mass shootings and um, friends of firefighters here in New York, friends of firefighters, they. They give free counseling to all firefighters and their families because they know that there was, and it's it's dwindling a bit now, but the stigma of getting mental health services, which are so desperately needed for those that are going through PTSD or, you know, on any given day, a firefighter is, uh, you know, witnessing death. Uh, they um, have been trained for it, but they're human beings, and we need to not only thank them, but give them the services and the support and that's what Nancy Carbone with Friends of Firefighters started in the aftermath of 9-11. And it continues today. And it is needed now more than ever. You know, Kevin, you, you see that. Well, I was thinking just last year, all those fires suicide. that we had from the e-bikes and stuff. And, uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, we got to get a right. handle on it. So, our, our city, <laughs> not going to lie, we're in a world of hurt. And we've got a lot of problems and we've got a lot of needs. Mm -hmm. I know that New Yorkers are up to the challenge but it would be nice if we could get some some help in, um, yeah. you know, and I think that by New Yorkers helping other New Yorkers doing the service acts that you were just talking about, that's step number one, most positive step that can be taken in fixing mm -hmm. that problem. When, when we decide we're not gonna wait for government to do it, but we're just gonna yeah. go out and do it ourselves. That's what Nancy Carbone did. That's what the folks at Tuesday's Children did. They said, we're just gonna do this. We're gonna get if it done. If you wait for them, and they got it done. you're gonna be they waiting a long time. Done. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting it done to this day. So you know what, if you wanna uh, raise your hands and just look at Washington and say, uh, you know, I can't figure out a problem. I can't figure out a solution to this problem. Mm, you know what, there are a lot of people in our great city that can figure it out. And maybe you need to just put really smart people in a room and tell them to figure this out. And I bet they will come up with a solution. That's a you great know? idea. I, that's yeah. what New York is all about. We have helped ourselves uh, because if you depend on government, well, <laughs> you're going to have what happened this week where, you know, all these kids are showing up for school. Uh, you know, I, I'm a believer in the vaccine, right? But the kids that are not getting vaccinated who are New Yorkers, right? They're not allowed to go to school, but they're letting all the other kids in so yeah. all right going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to visit with uh, former fire uh, commissioner uh, tom van esso right here on radio night live don't go away
Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Two things that hit a family budget the hardest, the price of gas and of groceries. Let us ease that pain at the pump when you enter the $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway. The grand prize winner gets $10,000 in gift cards for gas and groceries. Three first prize winners each get $1,000 gift cards, and 10 second prize winners will get $500 gift cards for gas and groceries. That's $18,000 total. To enter, go to am970theanswer.com. The Orange look to get to 2-0 as Western Michigan comes to the Dome Saturday. Hi, I'm Matt Park. Join us for Orange pregame at 2.30, kickoff 3.30 Saturday on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University football. Want more of AM 970, The Answer, and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM 970, The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The GOP candidates for president are gearing up for the next debate later this month in Southern California. I'm hoping we get something better than what we saw in Milwaukee last month. What we saw then was a poorly moderated media circus displaying just about everything wrong with American politics. The candidates played to a loud strategy that had little to do with advancing ideas. They just sought to build their brands and blasted their opponents. Furthermore, the candidate leading in the polls did not even show up. There were very few moments worth remembering. The most urgent question discussed on that stage was abortion, and the candidates revealed a lack of candor and clarity on the most important moral issue of our times, at least some of them. It really wasn't a debate at all. It was a show. Welcome to the Republican race for the White House. I need an aspirin. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Brandon Tatum, weeknights at 8 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum has an easy way to deal with looters. You don't have a right to other people's property, and you don't have a right to take advantage of people in a crisis. I, have, I feel no pity for you. If you loot somebody's store, somebody's house, if they bust a cap in your rear end, I have no pity. I don't feel sorry for you at all. I'm, I'm, I'm almost to the point where I'm willing to celebrate. The Officer Tatum Show, weeknights at 8, right before Sebastian Gorka at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Our hosts, tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now, boys, from boys, New York, boys, back boys, to boys. Radio Night Live, here's Kevin boys. McCullough. Of all the boys I've known and I've known. All right, it is Friday night, and uh, Christine, uh, this afternoon, the hailstorm started rolling through and <laughs> got all thundery and everything, but we're hoping for a more peaceful night tonight. Uh, and wherever you're at, listening friend, we hope that you're there as well. Um, introduce our next guest. Happy to. Uh, Tom Von Essen, former fire commissioner, FDNY. Uh, he was appointed by Mayor Giuliani on uh, April 15th, 1996. I had the pleasure of working with Tom for over seven years uh, when we were at City Hall. He was there on that uh, unfortunate day, 9-11. Uh, he was uh, quick to arrive uh, to the World Trade Center, and I'll let him tell the story. But I, I can't have Tom Von Essen be on Radio Night Live without first and foremost thanking him for his service, his bravery, his leadership, uh, because not only did he lead 
um, the fire department after leaving three after losing 343 uh, firefighters of which 100 of them were in the top leadership position so you can only imagine the drought that uh, was left behind but then after um, after City Hall after being at the fire department Tom went on to lead FEMA and to um, explain to FEMA you know how to work its way out of a crisis during COVID wow. so um, you know I, I don't think you can you can talk about the administration's uh, response to COVID but if not for Tom Von Essen I can assure you it would have been far worse mm. so we, we thank Tom Von Essen for his leadership on 9-11 and his continued leadership because now he's working as a fire safety consultant and uh, New York is all the better for it so welcome to Radio Night Live Tom, Commissioner Von Essen. Thank you, Christine. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you. Commissioner, it's an honor to have you here. And um, we are coming up on the anniversary again. I'm curious, some 22 years, I guess now since, um, what what are your thoughts about where we are as a city and our general preparedness for that type of um, action to be taken? Perhaps, again, we always know that New York is a target. You know, someone asked me recently, like, what what could you have done uh, better to prepare for it? And I said, I don't think we could have done anything better to prepare. Like, I don't think a fire department is is supposed to be prepared for two commercial jets flying at 600 miles an hour into buildings. You know, it, we were prepared for collapses, so we did the best we could under those circumstances. But I don't think, in, in other words, what I'm trying to say is I don't think the city is really responsible for a level of preparedness that takes you into that that next level, you know? Like now, I, I reading something recently where it said there's thousands and thousands of people who have uh, overstayed visas and uh, illegal immigrants and migrants and everything. They're all over the country. I, I really would have thought after September 11th, as naive as I was still at that age, that everybody in the country would have had an ID card, you know, that we would have wanted to know who is in our country. We've spent billions on on security at airports, which we pay for in higher airfare tickets. We take off our shoes to get on a plane and we let people in the country that we don't even know who's here. Hmm. I just think that people need to be aware of that, that, that their politicians in Washington are, are malfeasant and it doesn't matter what party it is. It's it's a long time. It's not just it's not just um, Biden or just Trump or Obama. It's it's everybody down there who's uh, really dropped the ball. They take a check every month, but I don't think they're doing their job to protect the citizens of the United States. And we've been very lucky that we haven't had another incident. <clears throat> Our guest more. tonight is uh, Commissioner Tom Von Essen, Fire Department um, on 9-11. And Tom Von Essen, you know, you raise a very interesting and important point about um, not only what we're dealing with today uh, with migrants and uh, whether or not we should have IDs, but you penned an op-ed um, not that long ago, uh, August 17th in the New York Post, uh, where you're questioning, um, you know, how the federal government is dealing with uh, uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and his sentence and all of the other the actual perpetrators savages. these were the yeah, guys the that did it yeah right and now after you know 21 years or so in in a prison there the federal government is sort of like raising their hands and saying well, okay well what what you know what should we do with them so uh if you had uh if you had the power of the executive what would you do i have no clue what they can do today i really think we dropped the ball 20 years ago we needed to get them into our legal system somehow instead we put them in never never land um so now i don't i think biden and everybody else just doesn't know what to do i don't think trump know what to do obama once you're in that this is the united states of america we don't execute people until they have a trial we haven't even had a trial for these guys so we're we we say they're guilty and we all believe they're guilty but nobody's proven anything you know what i mean we've never because of the way we interrogated people and the embarrassment of what we got caught doing over 20 years ago i think this trial if they go to trial is a bust and that's probably why they haven't gone to trial so what do you do with them i i'm it's way past my pay grade all i know is that giving them a plea deal and letting them have some kind of leniency that's not the way to go prove that they're guilty 
and execute them. If they're not guilty, then release them. I mean, it's the United States. You know, this is not um, Belarus or, or Kazakhstan or wherever the hell any of those other uh, crazy countries are that do this to people, Russia. You know, I, I don't get it myself, and I'm glad that uh, Biden did change his mind. Yeah, you also write in this uh, op-ed that they should not, these, these criminals should never be used as trade bait for other hostages. These criminals should be brought to trial. Which we've done. Why well, We've yeah. actually, you know, grouped them together and said, hey, five for one. I mean, you know, it's, it's not beyond the pale. And it's hard to admit that, Christine, on the weekend of 9-11, but that's true. We have, we have done such silly things. And is it equivalent? I mean, how do you how do you justify that, Tom Von Essen, when you've seen 343 members of the fire department executed, um, but then 3,000 New Yorkers executed, and then uh, how many more over the years because of cancer and related illnesses uh, have died because of the actions of those, uh, as you call them, savages? So I, you know, ask you, how can they possibly justify? one hostage for another, uh, you know, when when we know what they are capable of doing. Well, when you see, um, you know, they say there's a, there's a saying about you never put the mother or the father of someone who just murdered on the jury. And that's, there's a lot of truth to that, because when you talk to a family member um, uh, of, an, of a hostage, I'm sure they're willing to do anything to get their loved one back. And then when you look at it and you take a step back and you look at it objectively, to do that to the families of September 11th, it's bad enough that we have the hypocrisy in this country of now we're going to have golf uh, millionaires from Saudi Arabia. Now that women, I mean, even more hypocrisy, women going over there and taking money from those um, dirtbags over there in Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, these are... These are people who have never treated women properly in their history, I mean, as far back as I can see anyway. So why you would give them any kind of credibility and, and do that? And you can imagine where the next hostage will come from and, and how terrible uh, that'll make these uh, families feel. I, I just think it's bad, bad stuff. I think when you compound what you're talking about, Tom, uh, and you add that to the frustration that military families feel about the end of how Afghanistan was concluded. I think that you're looking at mass incompetency in D.C. as you were talking about. And that really should be something that people take to the polls to vote on this next election. And uh, just thankful for your service and your thoughtfulness in all of this. We're going to have more with Tom Van Essen when we come back. Got to take a quick break. It's Radio Night Live. It is a fun Friday, a little bit of a serious one right now. Stay with us. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Hawaii's governor says the number of people still missing following wildfires that destroyed the historic community of Lahaina a month ago has dropped to 66. The tally of the missing is now significantly lower than a week earlier when authorities said 385 remained unaccounted for. The number of confirmed deaths remains at 115. A judge has denied Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows' request to move his Georgia election subversion case from state court to federal court. U.S. District Judge Steve Jones's ruling Friday is a win for Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 75 points. The Nasdaq rose 12. The S&P 500 advanced 6. More details at srnnews.com. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota, who reminds you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, experience the smart way to buy with Route 22 Toyota. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. am970theanswer.com. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Thank you for finally noticing. The only station in New York that doesn't hold back. AM 970, The Answer. 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news! The My Pillow 6-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels and two washcloths regular price is 79.98 for a limited time you can get this six pack towel set for only 39.99 with promo code joe p that's a 50 percent savings go to mypillow.com call 800-651-0798 use the promo code joe p to save 50 percent on the my pillow six pack towel sets We all know summer is coming to an end, which means Invite Health is having our annual Labor Day buy one, get one free sale. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product as suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Say hello to the change of seasons the right way by learning more about how to stay healthy from me, Dr. Amanda Williams, right here on AM 970 The Answer. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Give us a call to order by phone or to speak with a degreed healthcare professional seven days a week at 800 6 That's 800-673-2345. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person, by phone, or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited time, buy one, get one free Labor Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Invite Health, get healthy, stay healthy. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. And we're back. It's uh, the fun Friday edition of Radio Night Live. She's Christine. I'm Kevin. Uh, we love spending time with you. And we've got uh, some some real fun stuff going down in the Bronx. We're going to get to Arthur Avenue in a little bit. Uh, but we continue with our uh, guest, Tom Van Essen. And uh, Tommy Van Essen, our, our former fire commissioner during 9-11, um, we are allowed to have fun, Kevin, because we have fight people like the Tom Von Essen and firefighters and our wonderful NYPD that keeps us safe here in New York. Um, but Tom, it's going to be, uh, you know, the 22nd anniversary on Monday, September 11th. How do you um, commemorate that day? What is your uh, what is your day like on 9-11? Well, it's horrible. Uh, it's been that way for 23 years, to tell you the truth. Um, so but what I do is every year I go to the ceremony, I get there early, 8.30, maybe I do a little press before, less and less every year. And, um, you know, I just stay for the whole ceremony. All the political prostitutes come and go, <laughs> they leave, and um, I stay. There's always a few good uh, men and women that stay. But I've always questioned the, 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 the ceremony itself because I, I think it's just so difficult to listen to people talk about their loved one and then somehow how some go on and on about them and I don't blame them. But then the next person has to get up and and almost feels guilty, I think, not saying a lot about their loved one. And they're not supposed to. There's, uh, you know, there's hundreds of people to talk to, talk about. So it just goes on very long. And I've also suggested maybe starting from Z some years, so the people at the end at least get to, the, pro, the politicians get to hear them before mm-hmm. they leave and, and move on to their, their next um, event. Do they do they clear do they clear out um, like do they actually just stay for a little bit and then they leave because I you only see it on TV and I'm I always watch it and I wait for Michael Judge of course because he was our priest and. Right. He would, you know, I, I still feel such a loss in our family that he's not with us. Um, but, you know, I keep it on the whole time. But then when it's people that I know, of course, I, you know, I know that they're coming up. I know Jays are coming up. So yeah, it's it's impossible to expect people to stand there for three and a half hours. You know, <laughs> it's just impossible. So 
there has been discussion over the years of not reading them, just putting them across the screen and have beautiful music played. Me personally, I think that would be better for the families, but it's not my decision to make. And it just, um, I, most of them leave around when the second tower collapses. And uh, that's usually when most of the folks leave. And I, I understand that it's, it's just a long time. It's a very, very painful ceremony, but you always feel bad for the families that are still there and everybody's gone, you know, or at least the politicians are gone. Tom, let me ask a simple question, at least in how it's constructed, but it may be far more complicated than you can answer, at least in this short time. Um, are we in danger of forgetting what this meant? It seems to me that with each ensuing year, a younger generation kind of comes along and it's a little bit less potent than it was the year before. And, you know, for those of us that lived through that day and I was I was on the air for 18 hours that day, um, I will never forget what that was. But my children who are 10, 13 and eight, they don't they don't really have a clue. And as best as I can try to give them some sense of what it means and what it represents, it's it still falls on some degree flat. So what's the danger do you feel like if we're if there is any in us forgetting or not not forgetting but just not it, it doesn't have the same meaning yeah no i i think you're right and uh, i have really mixed emotions about it in some ways i wish that we could forget you know like i i would love to forget but i i'll never forget and you won't we've lived through it but those of i've even been interviewed by reporters and i say to myself like wow this person doesn't even know what happened that day yeah you would think they would have do, done a little research at least to 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 understand what those of us and I don't consider myself, you know, I, I was after the families, after the grief of the families, I'll put myself because I knew, as Christine mentioned before, I wasn't a, a politician who came to run the department. I was a president of the union. So I knew everybody, you know, and and so many friends and and friends of uh, uh, sons of fathers that I work with and everything. So it was a little even harder for me, I think. I mean, I'm glad it was me because, I mean, I cared so much, but I, I also, you know, would love to have not been that person, you know? Yeah. So I, I have mixed emotions. I would love to see some people be able to move on. I see a lot of families don't participate and I think it's it's almost healthier for them. But with the young people, I hope I hope they realize how dangerous it is not to know who is here in the country. And that's, I think, what they ought to focus on and, and think about because they don't want it to happen again. On that note, which is forward looking, let's not have it happen again. I appreciate that. Tom Van Essen, thank you for being with us. We appreciate your service and we appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Commissioner. Coming right back, uh, it's Radio Night Live. Stay here. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand and while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's back to school season and many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in that position? Tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows you to speed your way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. 
I'm told district attorneys are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. With the national shortage, NCRA partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. AM 97, the answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Dennis Prager explains big government. My old phrase, the bigger the government, the smaller the citizen, is one of the truisms of the human condition. All the genocides of the 20th century, the most genocidal century in human history, were committed by big governments. There's nothing good about big government. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, on AM 970. The Answer. Take your investment knowledge to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh, all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. AM 970, The Answer, doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM 970, The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go. This is Dennis Prager. Visit the Holy Land with me, Mike Gallagher, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit standwithisraeltour.com. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. All right, and we're back. It is the weekend heading into uh, 9-11, Christine, as we've discussed. But there's also some fun things around the corner. And we are turning to one of our very favorite guests. In fact, by my count, he's been with us nine times counting tonight. Please introduce our very special friend from Arthur Avenue. Absolutely. Uh, Peter Madonia, welcome back to Radio Night Live. It's always wonderful having you on the show. Uh, we talked about reopening Arthur Avenue after COVID and you being on the uh, right in the in the start of creating those outdoor dining um, areas, which, of course, uh, you know, come full circle. They're going they're going to last, but they're going to be better. But if we didn't do that up in Arthur Avenue, what would the restaurants? They wouldn't have survived, really. So and that was your idea, your brainchild. So I mean, I think, you know, we're talking to a real leader the head of the Belmont bid who understands how to get things done because he was also chief of staff to Mayor Bloomberg. And prior to that with Rockefeller um, or after that Rockefeller Foundation, but I was going to say prior to Bloomberg, he was also deputy commissioner of the fire department in New York City. We just had Tom. Wow. On. So, so I think it's full circle, you know, but uh, tell us about the amazing, wonderful Ferragosto, which is going to take place this Sunday, September 10th, starting at 12 up in Arthur Avenue. You know, so Little Italy in the Bronx is, and Arthur Avenue is a hundred, over a hundred year old neighborhood with all of the accoutrements that go with it. You know, there's over a hundred year old businesses, family owned, the businesses that aren't a hundred or 90 or 80, but um, <laughs> the <Saragosto>, youngins. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are. But, um, but also family owned. But the, the beauty of this is it ties back to something that goes back 2,000 years, right? This Augusto um, was created by uh, the Emperor Augustus in, I think, 18 BC, you know, a celebration for the month of August, which is the really end of the harvest. Um, and, you know, that evolution being what it is, um, it's, it's now a national holiday in Italy. August 15th is a national holiday. The whole country shuts down on August 15th. But really, um, the people in Italy take the two weeks before, two weeks after, or some version of that to celebrate a, a period where it's time for everybody to get together, family, friends, um, 
built around originally the harvest, but, um, and so we sort of grabbed onto that. Um, I have to give Lou Izzo, um, a patriarch of the neighborhood uh, who's gone now, but um, he came up with this idea in 1997 and said, we should do something on August 15th. And we started it on August 15th, um, 1997, uh, which was a celebration of, um, you know, this is a hundred year old neighborhood. People want to come back. People want to celebrate. People want to um, reconnect. And so um, we started it uh, then, and it's really blossomed into this thing that is a beautiful festival where the store owners come out on the street. Um, the restaurants put their are open. Now, I mean, <laughs> in an earlier version, they were never open on the streets, but they all are now, um, thanks to COVID. Um, and it's just a, it's a wonderful um, day where people who grew up there, people who live there, people who work there, people who had family there, come back to the neighborhood and they reconnect. And I, I will tell you the sort of most heartwarming thing about it is if you walk along the street and as an observer, um, you'll watch people hugging each other who haven't seen each other for one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years wow. in, in multiple multiples, right? I, I will see a, a hundred people that I haven't seen in a while on this Sunday. Um, and, and that's a, it's just really heartwarming and a celebration of an authentic neighborhood, like a neighborhood that's still a neighborhood um, and that people want to come back to because it's still a neighborhood. They can still reconnect to what it is that they remember, what it was, and what it is today. And that's, I think, the sort of charm of this built off of a, a real Italian tradition, you know, the Ferragosto, this notion of um, it's the end of the harvest season and it's time for everybody to get together and um, enjoy what we've harvested. Um, so I guess it's trying to put those things together. Um, and of course, we invite people who don't know us to come and see us. Right. It's and not that, dissimilar to the American uh, idea of Thanksgiving, is it? Because it's harvest and family. That, that's the things that come together. It's interesting. I never actually never put those two things together, but that's a really great analogy. Only this goes back a couple of thousand years. Right. Long before uh, we ever started the Thanksgiving thing. And we, you know, we took it and made it culturally um, appropriate to us. Um, and you took it and you took it from August and moved it to September, thankfully. So it could be a little cooler, I think. Right. And also, well, it's, well, you, know, you know, it's life evolves. People go away in August. Yeah. So well, we, especially Italians, they go home. They go home to the homeland. Harvest really for us, in, at least on North America's continent, doesn't really come till late September. Like when when you're you know putting all the stuff up for the winter, that's that's when harvest hits, and that's why October through November is so delicious <laughs> most of the time because of all the stuff that you've done. Yes, and so we so we evolved it into a September event, and you know we've actually dovetailed it with September 11th um, really nicely a couple of times to try and be um, appropriate and honor everything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it just made sense in the in our context to do this in September rather than October. But it, we, we it, it intellectually and spiritually and emotionally connect to Ferragosto, which is August 15th. If people want more info, BronxLittleItaly.com is the website where they can go. BronxLittleItaly.com, all one word, spell it out, BronxLittleItaly.com. Peter, uh, one quick question. Um, are there any traditional Ferragosto um, dishes that are like must-haves at that occasion because that's the occasion that you have them at? My guess is you'll find like peaches and wine um, at, because, you know, peach season will be well over. But um, <laughs> um, and I, I think, you know, you're going to find uh, a roast pig. You're going to be clams on the half shell. There's, there's enough things to uh, whet your appetite that um, um, and, and all the restaurants will have, a, I think, a pasta dish that has some vegetable in it because of it is Ferragosto. It is the end of the harvest season. So. I, I think there's plenty of fare to um, to enjoy there. Um, I wouldn't worry about um, your palate being satisfied. 
<laughs> but if you want the best cannoli in all of New York, you got to go ding. to Madonia Bakery because that's they fill it. it while you watch. And that's what makes it crispy and fresh. Uh, Madonia Bakery. I have to do it. <laughs> Peter Madonia, always a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Thank you. You got Bye. it. Bye. Coming right back, Christine's got tips for the rest of your weekend. Stay here. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The GOP candidates for president are gearing up for the next debate later this month in Southern California. I'm hoping we get something better than what we saw in Milwaukee last month. What we saw then was a poorly moderated media circus displaying just about everything wrong with American politics. The candidates played to a loud strategy that had little to do with advancing ideas. They just sought to build their brands and blast at their opponents. Furthermore, the candidate leading in the polls did not even show up. There were very few moments worth remembering. The most urgent question discussed on that stage was abortion, and the candidates revealed a lack of candor and clarity on the most important moral issue of our times, at least some of them. It really wasn't a debate at all. It was a show. Welcome to the Republican race for the White House. I need an aspirin. I'm Albert Mueller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's five model portfolios and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid cashing in on congress's three hundred fifty thousand dollar retirement shocker plus two more free reports and an exclusive conference call with bob carlson answering your retirement questions the newsletter free reports the conference call all for just 1995 sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com yourretirementwatch.com that's yourretirementwatch.com We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns. I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, final few minutes, Radio Night Live for the entire week, but for this fun Friday edition. And uh, thank you for allowing us to be a little more somber uh, tonight. It is a it is an emotional weekend, Christine, no doubt about it. Um, but I hope people do get to get out and enjoy some Little Italy this weekend and some other stuff. What What's on the tip sheet? Well, first, I want to thank Commissioner Tom Von Essen for joining us tonight. And knowing how busy he is and in demand his schedule is this time of year, the fact that he met with us um, is very meaningful. And folks, if you want to um, make sure that people don't forget in the future, do take it upon yourself to make a trip down to the September 11th Memorial Museum. It's eye-opening. I'm just going to say that. You you need to see it. Um, And then also, um, maybe work with the folks that are doing so much, like Tuesday's Children, um, tuesdayschildren.org. You can uh, find more information about that wonderful organization. And then friendsoffirefighters.org. And then, of course, the Gary Sinise Foundation. Uh, They are all doing 
wonderful work in the wake of 9-11, and their work continues. Now, Peter Madonia, we want to thank him, of course, uh, for his 10th visit on Radio Night Live, talking about Ferragosto. For those of you that want to participate in Ferragosto, just go to Arthur Avenue. It starts at 12, goes to 6. If you want to drive, um, the Fordham parking lot will be open for Ferragosto customers, and there will be a free shuttle. I think it's $10 to park, but then you get a free shuttle. Nice. BronxLittleItaly.com. There or there's go. also its own website, Ferragosto.com. Uh, curtain Up kicked off today in the heart of Times Square. So that is to celebrate all that Broadway has to offer with the returning season. So kicked off today, it goes through Sunday. Um, it's free outdoor concerts that will showcase all of the talent. I think Town, uh, the Book of Mormon, Chicago, the Lion King. I know that's one of your favorites, uh, Kevin. Some like it hot, just everything that you can think of and you might not wanna uh, be able to figure it out. Go there, you'll see them perform and it's free. So I want to thank the Times Square Alliance. Tom Harris kicked it off, or T-Square kicked it off today. Uh, you can get more information at tsq.org for timesquare.org and then curtain up. Um, and don't forget the Queens County Fair takes place. The 40th anniversary of that uh, takes place all weekend. The kickoff was tonight with the amazing maze maze. It might have been the amazing wet maze, but um, yeah. you know what? Amazing <laughs> hailstorm maze. It's going to grow higher and higher to make make it more difficult for you to find your way out of there. Um, uh, even the mayor showed up today to cut the ribbon uh, for the. Uh, oh, so he found time to do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that is um, the farm's located at 73-50 Little Neck Parkway in Floor Park. Floral Park, Queens. Um, single two-day or three-day passes are available from $23 to $76. Um, you can visit queensfarm.org. And then um, it's Old Timers Day um, at Yankee Stadium tomorrow. Derek Jeter is going to be, for the first time, an old timer. He's going to be leaning <laughs> on his cane as he walks up to, uh, to uh, the at-bat. No. He's going to meet his buddies, Mariano Rivera, Jorge Posada, Hideki Matsui, Tina Martinez, uh, Paul O'Neill, and Joe Torre. They'll all be there. But guess what? They're not going to play an old-timers game. So what's the, you know, well, like... Well, it's, it's, it's... Come on. They barely should even be retired to begin with. Well, you know what? They'd probably beat the actual Yankees. So the, the, well, the ones that are all right. on the All right. On that note, right have a great weekend, everybody. She's Christine. I'm Kevin. We'll be back next week.